Are you tired of putting yourself last? Of taking care of everybody else's needs and powering through to meet the next set of impossible standards? In our fast-paced society, we lose touch with our intrinsic worth, with the ability to value ourselves for who we are right now. Instead of living life exhausted, frustrated, and disconnected from your authentic self, maybe it's time to put yourself back in the life you've worked so hard to create. Join radio host and life choreographer Laura Cheadle and learn how to build your dreams and live your sparkle using the five steps of flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and today we're going to talk about an app that will actually help you live your sparkle. An app that's going to help you become more clear. An app that is going to make you be mindful and calm and happy and feel like how you have always wanted to feel or feel like how you used to feel, but suddenly you don't feel that way anymore and you can't really figure out why. So the app that I'm talking about is the Clarity app, and it was developed by a fantastic woman named Bex Armstrong, who is my guest today, and I'm going to bring her on in about two seconds here, and she's going to tell you all about her and her app and why she developed it and where you can find this app too. So welcome to the show, Bex. How are you? I'm really, really good, Laura. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I am so excited to have you. Okay, before the listeners, like before we go into what, who you are and what you do, tell the listeners a little bit about your app because I know they're all driving along or sitting there going, an app that's going to help me. I want that now. All right, okay. So I created a mindfulness, relaxation, and sleep app for women that are perimenopausal or menopausal any other time really, but specifically for them. So we have created content that is for a time where your life might be turning upside down a little bit with your hormones. You might not be sleeping very well. Your libido might drop. Um, So we've created a whole bunch of content that can really help you with where you're at right now. Oh, and it can too. I just actually happened upon this app not too long ago and I thought, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another mindfulness app, whatever. I'll check it out, whatever. And I thought, this is fantastic content. This, and, and you're right. It's focused on, you know, perimenopausal, menopausal women, but I shared it with my, my college age kids and it helps them too. So if you are not sitting right smack dab in the middle of perimenopause or menopause, don't tune out. Because there's way more here because mindfulness helps any of us of any age of any gender all the time. Yes, that's absolutely right. And the the content that we created when I've created all of the content myself and I've had other people record it, but I also record it myself. But what I was thinking is uh, even in pregnancy, even postnatal, even when you're coming into your period, if you get PMS or just as you live your daily life, there's something in there. It's not overwhelming. It's not got 10,000 sessions on it, and it will never have that amount. It, it's really to help you just stay in the moment easily and clearly, find what you need, and just get into it. So that's why I created it. Yeah. And and I love that you said that it, it's easily accessible because I too, because of doing hypnosis and meditation, I have created these gorgeous, wonderful hypnosis meditation files, but they're like an hour. And are you kidding? Yeah. Most yeah. people can't sit down for an hour. And I love that yours are way more accessible and way more doable. Yeah. we I've got one minute, two minute, three minute, five minute sessions because from research, two minutes a day, just two minutes of purposeful breathing every day will help you. It's just, you know, trying to make sure that you remember to do it, to um, listen to something to take your mind away, or you can do it quietly. But um, a lot of women are busy looking after kids, trying to get to work, looking after parents, and they don't look after themselves. So I really want to help them to help themselves. 
Absolutely. And, and you do. I mean, like I said, I've seen a lot of apps and I was just so impressed with you and your work and all oh, of that. Oh, I'm delighted to hear that. Thank you very much. I've put a lot of work into it. I've got people that have helped me. And honestly, it's, uh, it is very much a labor of love and, and a real desire to help women to help themselves because we are the worst at looking after ourselves. So I wanted to give a little bit of love. Yes. Oh, isn't that the truth? I mean, that's the whole focus of, you know, like my book and my passion as well. So we just, we're so right in, in alignment on that. Women save the world. We rescue the world. We love the world. And then we have adrenal fatigue and then we hate our yeah. bodies and then we beat ourselves up at the gym and then we fall apart. <laughs> yep. And yeah, and, and unfortunately, that is actually the, for a lot of, of women, I think that's actually the case. And also as you, for the particularly for perimenopause, menopause, and also pregnancy and um, postnatal, your body's doing things that you don't understand and it's doing it in rapid succession and you might be putting on weight and, you know, you have to deal with the changes of your body. You might need to eat certain things or you might not be able to eat certain things. So I think that sometimes giving yourself a break to be able to um, just recenter yourself is a really important thing to do to kind of make sure that you don't get too busy with the, the outside world and you connect with yourself and make sure that you're okay with some of the changes. And if you're not okay with them, see if you can make some changes in your lifestyle and your behavior. I love that you said that because menopause, perimenopause, having a baby, a lot of those things are kind of invisible to the naked eye. I mean, obviously, if you're pregnant at the end, you can see it, but nobody knows and understands what your body is going through in any of those transitions in life. And you're absolutely right. If we're exhausted, and you know, there's like, I, ha I hate to even say hormonal, because if you're hormonal, has such a negative connotation, but it's not your fault if your hormones are changing and you are having a different experience. And yeah. being kind to yourself is going to help. It is absolutely going to help. And it really, really does. And you might, you might not think you have time for it, but you almost need to just two minutes. Everybody's got two minutes. It's just making a choice to choose you, you know? Yeah. So I think that um, it's, being, we are hormonal beings, but so are men. Yes. Um, we, we are just uh, the canary in the coal mine that is more a little bit more perceptive and receptive to the changes of hormones, but they still get affected. They still get adrenal fatigue and they still get, you know, chronic stress. It's just that I, I guess they're taught to bottle it up in a different way that we're taught to express ourselves, but also ours is just on another level. We have more hormones. They do more things. And they can move very fast. So we just have to be um, okay with those changes and, uh, and stop every once in a while to let the dust settle and then start off again. Yeah, I like that. And, and you're right. We do have more and we are affected. I would love to see a societal shift that we're proud of that. That, hey, yeah. <laughs> we create life and we sustain life and we... we're amazing. Let's honor that instead of be like, oh, you're hormonal. Sure am. <laughs> I think if you look at the world, we need to have more love. And I think that women have that capacity to be able to bring that to the world. I think um, we're just such amazing beings that, that it's hard, though, to keep going if you're not feeling well yourself. To be able to give to others, you need to give to yourself first. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think every listener is completely on board with us right now going, woohoo, slapping their steering wheel or whatever, because <laughs> amen. <laughs> yes. So I want to take a step back and find out a little bit about you and your passions in your life and what led you to the desire to create this app in the first place? So I am Australian. You might be able to hear that from my accent. But um, uh, so I grew up in Australia and went to university in Australia and became an acupuncturist and spent um, years as a women's health specialist. I'm also a doula. 
So I go and help women have babies. And uh, when I moved from uh, Australia and my full-time clinic, I moved to the UK and moved around a lot. So I couldn't have a clinic anymore because you need to stay still. So I got into tech and I started working in fast growth tech startups and learned a whole bunch of new skills and uh, after a while, I just missed where I was at. So I missed helping women. I missed that connection. And I also knew I couldn't go back into the clinical practice in the same way, but I understood tech and the benefit of being able to access many more women than just one-to-one. And so that's where the the sort of baby of, of clarity came from, the, the sort of idea came from. Because as an acupuncturist in clinical practice, I used to do mindfulness one-on-one. So I'm not a traditional coach that has a room full of 30 people that take you through a session. And that's also part of the reason why the sessions are shorter because I would do the mindfulness while the people had their needles in and you would do breathing exercises and and it's a really nice thing to do um, while you've got your needles in. So I, that's how I learned to create the scripts and I learned about pacing and I, I watched women and what worked well for women. Mm-hmm. And so I just brought that into my, uh, the, the sort of creation of the app. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And I appreciate just because of my background of, with one-on-one work with people too, the, your ability to translate that one-on-one special connected time into this app to make it more accessible and more reachable for women. Because I don't know if you found this, but sometimes I would have clients that were amazing and they were wonderful and they were making so much progress. But just to get in the car and drive to see me and then have a session and then get in the car and then drive back home ate up such a large chunk of time that even if we had a 20 minute session, they were still out of the house for an hour. An hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I exactly found that. I, um, uh, I, and I also really appreciated the women that came to see me to just have that session with me. I had a lady once that was so relaxed after her session, she actually walked into a pole. Afterwards. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed being with women and having that connection. And it's one of the, the hardest things with the app is that you don't, you can't get that feedback. Um, like you've, you've told me about how you feel about the app and I don't get that unless you actively go and tell me, whereas I would have seen that on, on a rolling basis when you came back to the clinic. So that's something that's really, um, that's been very different for me because I'm, used to having feedback and improving on the feedback that I have. And uh, so it, it's, um, I definitely, I keep, I still have a clinical practice. I just don't, don't treat as much as what I used to. It's not a full-time clinic anymore to keep my hand in. Cause actually I like, I like women. I like helping women. I like finding out how they are. So that, that's a way for me to be able to, access that side of me that caring side while also creating the app so that more women can enjoy so if you do listen to the app and you like the app or you don't like the app or you have a suggestion and you want to see something created um let me know i really like that feedback so yeah yeah. i've created one of this the the garden session um one of the sleep sessions i actually created for somebody that texted me to say um, I, the sleep stuff I had done to date, uh, was around your body and trying to relax your body. And she was saying, I'm having such a hard time with my body. I need something that has nothing to do with my body to help me go to sleep because she was achy. So I created the garden and then I created the pass, um, off the back of, Um, some people don't want, you know, are struggling with their weight or how they feel or their body confidence or just aches or pains, you know, even as young people, old people, we, we all at times have aches and pains. So, so actually that was a bit of feedback that is in there. And I, I, uh, I love the lady that sent it to me and I sent it to her to test it. And, um, and she was delighted. She got first access to it. And, uh, yeah, so I love that feedback. I love hearing what people like and what they'd like to see 
and what's going on for them because I, I have a very strange ability to be able to create these sessions and, uh, and I love doing it. I love making sure that it works as well. Yeah. You know, thank you for expressing that because I want to reach that out right, right here, right now to some of the listeners. If you're listening to a meditation or something and you're thinking, I just don't get meditation. I just don't like this. Chances are, it's not that you don't like meditation. It's just that maybe you need a different focus. And have you thought about reaching out to the creator to ask for something different? Because how ask for help. Yeah. And other people are going to feel that way too, whether or not yeah. we realize it. So I think you, you're absolutely right. I I'll have a lot of conversations with women that just don't know if they're doing it right. And the thing is, is it's just, you, you are just where you are. All it is, is becoming aware of your situation, where you're sitting, what you can smell, what you can see, or just breathing. There's no right or wrong way. And in this society where we're a bit more perfectionist than, you know, we want to do things right, it's very hard to sit in uncomfortable silence. And but the benefits are on the end of the com- uncomfortable silence. We were talking before about um, sort of the, the things that come to you when you're meditating. It comes after you get okay with uncomfortable silence and your thoughts and you bring yourself back to your breath and you bring yourself back to your breath and then you'll find that your brain just opens up and you get answers to things and you... Oh, so much is sitting on the other side of just your breathing practice. Yes, yes. And also, once you meditate or become mindful, you start understanding that. But like with anything that you learn, it is difficult at the beginning. And sometimes two minutes, if you can't get into that headspace, you're like, oh, and you feel like I must be a loser. You're not. You're even not. Yeah. No, even the most experienced meditator. There are days I can't focus for 30 seconds to save my life. Oh, and I am also the same. And I have a daily practice. And some days are harder than others. But it's just getting into the practice and the routine of doing it and knowing that it's okay sometimes, that it'll be better than others. And you just keep going. Try again tomorrow. Try again this afternoon. You know, I think um, you're exactly right. I think. There is no right or wrong and sometimes your head is just busy. But there are tricks when you get into doing it more often of bringing yourself back to your breath and it just stops that, that voice from being so loud. But you're still, you're still going to have thoughts. You're never going to have a completely clear head. It's about understanding and acknowledging that and then coming back to your breath. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, your app focuses on some of the different symptoms, some of the different problems or concerns that women have Mm -hmm. in perimenopause, menopause, but also in life. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd like to kind of break those down one by one and talk a little bit about each of those problems. Um, Sure. Let's start with sleep because everybody sleeps. Yes. And everybody at some point in their life has a problem with sleep. Um, So sleep is, for me... Uh, the most important thing because a a night without sleep is a day without perspective and you really can't, uh, I mean, the research on sleep is amazing. Matthew Walker has written an incredible book called um, Why We Sleep. Uh, I think we have sometimes the wrong way round that we're not prioritising sleep in the way that we prioritise other things that we do. But for, for the very basics of sleep, to get to sleep and have the best sleep that you can possibly have, going to bed and getting stuff out of your head, letting go of the day, thinking about what you're grateful for that day. So trying to bring in positivity, bring in things that you actively have to think about what went well today. You'll be in my gratefulness journal tonight. But thinking about what you're grateful for in, as the last thing that you do in the day, then winding your body down and taking some nice breaths really does help. And um, so sleep for me is, I'm absolutely passionate about sleep. And if you wake up in the night, don't look at Instagram. You can do some, you can listen to one of our sessions. We've got background sessions. We've got talking sessions. Or you can just 
breathe, just connect with your body and breathe yourself back to sleep without getting anxious about it will help you go back to sleep and sleep better. Um, but you can start the next night's sleep in the morning, doing your mindfulness in the morning, breathing throughout the day, winding down at the end of the evening. There's all sorts of opportunities we've got to try and make that sleep the best that we can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, children aside, because I, you know, children can wake you up and animals can wake you up in the night. Sometimes we get woken up, but it's about not stressing about it, coming back to your breath, thinking about what you want to, um, uh, what you're grateful for, and then um, allowing yourself to let go and go back to sleep. So we've created sessions to go to sleep, sessions if you wake up, and morning sessions to start your day. I love that. I just want to validate so much how you talked about not stressing. Yeah. Children do wake you up. Pets wake you up. Right yeah. now, my dog has bladder cancer and she gets up oh. about every 45 minutes. And if I don't get up and run to the door, she goes on the floor. And oh. it's very easy to fall into that negative state of ah. And when I can keep myself in that positive, it's an honor to be with her her last couple months of life. This is a gift that we have each other. I just drift off into sleep and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's only when I get in that headspace, and it is headspace of I have to get up in six hours, I have to get up in five hours, I have to get up in four. That's when you can't sleep is when it's in your and- head. And you have a worse sleep. That's if I get into that uh, that sort of spiral. That's when I have nightmares, and I have very stressful, anxious dreams, and I wake up exhausted. But but and and to reiterate, this happens to everyone. So it is okay. You can reset, start again tomorrow, and then keep you know taking those practices and trying again and trying again. Nobody is perfect. Everyone is just on their own journey. Right. And how nice to be able to say, I have a tool. I might be experiencing a problem, but I have a tool. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And I'm very proud to have made it. Exactly. And you should be because it's fantastic. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about some of the other issues that your app addresses. Right. What, what do you think is the most, to me, sleep was like my number one. That's why I was like, Mm -hmm. I got to start there because everybody sleeps. In your opinion, what do you think is the next most important thing? The regulation of emotions and anxiety would, I would say is the most important thing Um, for us. I I agree with you 100% sleep is the most important thing because that determines everything that goes on the next day and just your ability to cope with what comes at you because we can't stop stop some of the things that happen, but we can change our reaction to it. So so I created um, a couple of sessions. So the daily mindfulness of just the two minutes, um, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, that's into the daily practice. But if you're needing to start, uh, if you're finding that your emotions aren't regulated and you're, you're obsessing over things or you're really, you can't let go, I created some sessions, um, the lake and the ocean, for trying to remind you that everything at the surface can be rocky, but everything deep down and inside is calm and it's safe and it's okay. And these two sessions, one's, one's from me and one is by Murray, the, the male voice, because sometimes you like a male voice and so oh, I like you. a male voice. Um, so, but it's just to remind you that you can regulate and it's okay. Things can be happening. You don't have to react to it. So um, one of the real tricks that I use um, clinically is if you feel an itch, don't scratch it straight off. Just actually Mm -hmm. sit and feel the itch and more than likely if you can distract yourself or get on with something else, that itch will go and that reminds you that things can happen in the day but it also will pass and so you can help yourself to emotionally regulate. Ah, I love that because that's very similar to a lot of the concepts of yoga. 
I teach yoga. Yes. Look, yeah, you're yeah. putting your body in an objectively uncomfortable position, and it and breathing it out. Yes, yeah. and you just hang with it, and then sometimes you realize I do need to adjust, or no, actually, I can go further, and it's just yeah. there. It's yeah. I yeah, and I, I'm a huge uh, fan of yoga. I do a, a lot of yoga myself. So, and and you're exactly right. I mean, yoga is just med- moving meditation. So mm-hmm. it's the same, exactly the same concept. You're right. Yeah, I love that. And thank you also for reiterating. Unless you have a good night's sleep, your reserves are low, and it is so difficult to regulate your emotion if you're exhausted. Yeah. 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 yeah, and but there's lifestyle things that you can do as well and, and being kind to yourself and, and sometimes just saying no to some stuff, t- turning your notifications off so that you're not constantly uh, on your phone because that the, the notifications just bump your cortisol or your stress hormone constantly and that bump, bump, bump actually causes you to stay in a heightened situation, fight or flight, and it just means that you aren't relaxing and coming down and forgetting things. You're constantly thinking something's going to happen. So I would definitely recommend slowing down or choosing the notifications that's important. I, I, uh, I have access to my husband. He can access me at any time with my notifications, but that's it. Um, and I, I think for me that works because I found that I was, um, I was getting very anxious with all of the notifications coming through. So you can make little tiny lifestyle changes that make a big difference to how you react to things, to when you react to things, and uh, just feeling better about your day. Mm-hmm. I like that you mentioned just small lifestyle changes. Technology is fantastic, but yeah. you're right, it's always in our face. Yeah, and I do believe that you don't need to make a wholesale change, just one thing at a time, just do something. Just mm-hmm. actively, actively try and do something to look after yourself. Mm-hmm. It's all right, we're allowed to do that. I give you permission. Exactly. Oh, I, and I give you permission too, <laughs> because we all need it. And I know from the place of helping being a practitioner myself, I know a lot of people out there listening are practitioners or moms or whatever. When you're kind of in that helping role, sometimes you think, well, I can't stop. I have to help. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a whole fallacy there. You can't help others if you're tapped out. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sleep, emotional regulation, then what do you think is the next in terms of priority? For me, I would say, and I I know this might sound a little controversial, but I'm going to say your libido. Mm -hmm. So your your libido is helping you with your sense of self. Mm -hmm. Um, Orgasming is something that is so beneficial for our bodies. And uh, so... For instance, if you suffer from incontinence, having orgasms regularly gives a, a, a way for your muscles to contract. That helps with that pelvic floor. Um, dry vaginas, nobody wants to talk about it, but it's something that happens to up to 80% of us. Wow. If you are uh, regularly able to have an orgasm, now it doesn't mean sex with a partner, it's your own personal orgasm, then it keeps the moisture in the area, it makes you feel good about yourself, it keeps the muscles uh, moving and, and strong, and it also allows you to connect with yourself, relax and also help you sleep. So there's a lot of benefit to it. And one of the things with menopause, as you, you're going through, one of the first things that falls off for women when things are busy and they're looking after their kids and they've got a partner and they've got parents and they've got a job is that their libido falls off. And uh, I, I, I listen to a lot of women, I get a lot of feedback and they were all saying how much of a problem that aspect of it was. But it was a bit too intense for them to do it with a partner and they don't know how to get back to it. And so I created a series for libido that is a series of four different um, sessions that are based from a very famous sex um, mindfulness practitioner called Laurie Brotto. 
who's amazing, has written research, has got a fabulous book uh, about mindful sex. And uh, I highly recommend you read it if it's something that is happening for you. But So I've created these sessions off the back of reading her research to help you with learning about it's where your body is again. And sometimes you might be getting a physical reaction, but you have mentally separated from that physical reaction. So you don't know what's going on. So I've created these sessions to help you reconnect to your body, to reconnect to anticipation and uh, the feelings that come with anticipation and the feelings of touch. Like just by yourself, you know, allow yourself to to feel yourself and feel nice about yourself and don't look at a mirror, just feel and think and touch and allow the sensations to bring you to a place where you feel good. And then it might come from there, hopefully. Right. There, we could talk for like six hours on this. So <laughs> thank you for being brave and for being strong to create something like that and to create a dialogue with women. I fully understand that there are a wide variety of, you know, religious beliefs around sex, around yeah. the female body, but it is a physical process and every human has sexuality. And it's just like mindful eating or mindful breathing. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And, and it's so nice to just have that out in the open and then to have, there's no shame around sexuality. It, it is what it is. And if there's an issue or you're not connected or something is happening, it's not that, oh my gosh, I'm less than a woman and I'm drying up and I'm old and I'm no good. It's so nice to have a comfortable place to go and to be able to maybe discuss and then realize, oh, other women are exhausted too. Other women are disconnected from their bodies or their hearts too. I'm okay. This is normal. This is normal and it can only be a phase. So. Yeah. In that way, there are things that you can do. There's people that you can talk to if you want to go into like actually contacting you and having proper therapy sessions that will um, talk. Because, I mean, uh, women have had, a lot of women have had trauma around their bodies. They've had babies. They have very different feelings about the, um, you're also right about the religious side of it. So it is a very complex thing. Sexual sensation is not necessarily in the sex organs. I do yes. I have a YouTube video of me putting on lotion and I guide women through feeling how it feels to feel your hands. Yeah. Up your arms. The inner arm is tickly and it's divine and it's wonderful. And it doesn't have to be dirty or naughty or sex related. It's physical sensation and hugging feels good. Touching feels good. Yeah. Touch your hands and your arms. Just yeah. do that. Everybody can put on lotion and feel it. And yes. it'll change your day. Putting on hand lotion changes your day. You're absolutely so right. And, and it shouldn't be about, because women process things differently to men and they're very um, cerebral in the way that they think about erotica or they think about uh, anticipation and nice feelings and, and we have so much oxytocin, that love feeling. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think um, just touching your body and reconnecting anywhere in your body, be it your elbow, be it your cheek and upward on the top of your neck. Like it's, we forget how nice we are mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how lovely we can feel without judgment, without anybody else looking. I think it's so important for us to feel good about ourselves because when we feel good about ourselves, we bring that positive energy to us yeah. and things seem to, you know, they just seem to get better when you're feeling good or you can deal with anything differently when you're feeling better. So the mindfulness and just straight breathing or whether you're doing a session like the libido series, it is just that's coming back into your body and saying that you're okay. Yes. Yes. And 
I, I had said this before and a lot of my listeners know I'm a former dancer. I still dance. I love being physical in my body. And it's a shame sometimes that the health and fitness industry, industry becomes focused on size or shape. It doesn't truly matter your size or your shape. It matters how you feel. And can yes. you circle your shoulders and maybe wiggle your hips and feel the joy of moving to music? Because you will feel so beautiful by shimmying and shaking. And I don't care if you're a size two or a size 20, it feels good. So do yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that, uh, so dancing is such a positive thing for your body because it's a reconnection and, and it is so freeing to, if you're stuck in your mind, you'll be stuck in your body. So you, you really need to be able to, um, feel that connection and just let go a little sing singing is so good for yourself so sing and laugh and feel light and feel happy and move your body you know when was the last time you you laughed just you know felt your body laugh saying it's so important to do and do it on a regular basis with friends just by yourself however that you want to do it to feel that connection to feel that happiness uh, you know, I think it works in different ways for different people. Right. Um, so, but I like a little alone time. If you can ever close a door and, and just have a little alone time. And I dance to stuff in the kitchen when I'm cooking food. But oh yeah, I am not a dancer and I wouldn't publicly go and dance. It's not the thing that I do. But behind a closed door, I, I enjoy a bit of Shawn Mendes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So there's so much shame that is around our bodies and getting to know our bodies a little better and understand our cycles and understand what feels good and what doesn't feel good and being able to vocalize that is so empowering and so wonderful for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to tag onto something that you said a bit earlier about the mental connection. I work as a hypnotherapist. I have worked with a lot of women who have been sexually abused, whether it's yeah. assault or rape or whatever, and their bodies still responded positively, even though it was abhorrent in their mind and it yeah. was wrong. And then there's those layers of guilt and shame why did that feel good physically when everything about that experience was wrong? And then they feel horrible about themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not, it's not that you're secretly desiring something. Our bodies sometimes respond. It's okay. Our bodies sometimes don't respond. It's okay. Yes. And I think that you're right. I think when it comes to trauma, there's, there is so much in that, that you need to unpack, be kind about, uh, allow, allow yourself some grief around it, allow yourself some, some reflection about it. And, and also to forgive yourself for, for the complex feelings that you have. I don't think that, um, there's any right answer. I do think therapy is very important yes. um, in, in terms of a right answer, being able to talk to somebody and talk through it to as many people as you need to, to feel better and come to terms with it, but also allowing that to not be your life. And yes. while it is a period of your life and it has a very big impact, you need to also work through some of the stuff about almost a turning point for who do you want to be now having had a situation happen having having had you know whatever has happened we get these little little forks in the road where we get to choose which way we want to go and I think that therapy is one of the best talking therapies is one of the best ways to be able to unpack those feelings and make healthy decisions that are going to work for you. Yes, absolutely. Because whether whatever kind of trauma or situation it is, we all have them. It's where are we going to go from here? Yes, and there are scales and what what is big for one person isn't big for another person. Mm -hmm. It's your experience and it's your reaction to that experience and you need to be kind to yourself while you're working through it. Mm -hmm. Daily mindfulness and reconnecting with your body, talking therapies and actively doing things to make yourself feel good. 
dancing, yes. singing, you know, bringing happiness towards you. Mm -hmm. So even though like your libido series, it's aimed at the maybe perimenopausal, menopausal woman, the exhausted mom who's given birth and doesn't have time. But I can think of a lot of other reasons, people who maybe have felt some intense shame around a sexual trauma or a sexual experience, maybe just to have some positive interactions again and some understanding that there's a lot of good in my body. No matter what happened, it's my body and it's good. That's right. I think that uh, we, I've certainly made this with perimenopause and menopause in mind, but it's, we are all complex. There's nothing in this app that wouldn't be appropriate for a woman at any stage from teenagers onwards. You know, it's, there's nothing um, interactive. It's not with a partner. You do it no. for yourself. You're in a safe space. It's your body. You're, all you're doing is reconnecting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Any age, any age is fine. And any, any, if any woman at any time, it would be fine. Absolutely. There's nothing that would stop you. No. Absolutely. So what else? Let's, let's, I love that. Sleep, expressing emotions, reconnecting with yourself physically. What yes. else? I have some sessions that are um, just for relaxation. And I, I also really like the background sounds just to have a nap. I love a good nap. And I will, one of the things that I will be doing in the future with the app is creating some nap sessions because Ooh. sometimes you just want a nap and just to, just to relax a little. And sometimes you want to listen to something when you're in the bath and sometimes, you know, so uh, I'll also do some walking meditations because sometimes you're out and about and you need to look at nature. So, um, so I've created some, some sessions that are just, um, just breathing the background sessions for just when you want to chill out, you can listen to a background session inside most of the, um, most of the sessions you can choose at the bottom. You can choose what animation that you'd like to use to breathe with. And then you can also use, uh, a different background sound if that's what you want um, but it's um, but having something where you can just relax I think that relaxation is super important so I've created that and some I've also got my personal favorite on the on the app is a very quirky one which is deep breathing Ooh. so I in in it's in the breathing pack and it's called deeper better breath and it is literally just me inhaling and exhaling in my nose and you just trying to match my breath and I take you from a normal breath or a, or a starting to get relaxed breath to a deeper breath and then back all in five minutes Ooh! there's no talking I think I set it up at the start but there's no talking it's just coming in and then really trying to work but you need to listen to try and stay in line with me and that actually works amazingly well for me. I bet. That sounds fascinating. I need to try that one. In the breathe, so it's in the breathing pack and it's uh, about halfway down. Um, and it's, yeah, it's called Deeper Better, um, Deeper Better Breath, I think, not Deeper Better Breathing. And actually, it's something that I used to use a lot in labor with women. Of and course. Yeah, so I so I'm a doula and I used to oh I still go into to help women um bring lovely little babies back into the world. Deeper better breathing. It's the very last session on the breathing pack. Okay. Um, Perfect. So it actually came from there because what I used to do with women while in labor is I breathe with them. And I created a whole range of uh, sessions to help them breathe if I'm not there. And that's where this came from. And for me personally, I just find that deep breath, like it's a really hard breath to get to, but it's yeah. something that I work towards. I actively try and work towards getting to that deeper breath. And I love it. It feels good. I feel like I've had a really good rush of oxygen to my to my brain and I just feel better. It's it's a real it's a really quirky one but it, I actually find it really effective for me. 
Okay, here's what I like about that. I like that you just said you have to work to get there because you do. And then that occupies that brain space that is normally going, what do I have to do at three o'clock? Did I forget yeah. this? You're working on it and you're connecting. And for me, I had natural childbirth. I wish you would have been my doula. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> well done, you. Thank you. Thank you. But there is work in focusing on that because mm-hmm. intense physical sensations are happening. And yes. You do need to work to get there. And I think that's sometimes a misperception about mindfulness, that it's just easy and we're relaxed and it feels so great. It does. But you do, it does take an effort. It's not that we just slip into mindfulness and we breathe deep and oop, the pain goes away. Yeah. And, and I think that we're all a work in progress. So allowing yourself to, to learn and grow is is wonderful so trying to do something like a lot of us we don't take really long deep breaths so it's something that you don't get to do very often and it's kind of a little challenge that it it doesn't cost you anything it's just a couple of minutes five minutes um yeah i do that quite often i do that and i've also got some um silent mindfulness which is kind of a bit weird but it's uh i basically set it up and you've got three five and ten minute sessions where it's just silent there's no background you can't get away from anything there's no one talking it's you and yourself and i do a lot of that myself um because i don't necessarily always need someone talking to me and i don't like the alarm so i've created this piano um uh, actually, with uh, a, a nephew, I created this little ding, ding, ding thing that comes in at the end that's gentle. So it's not a gong. It's not, I just wanted to get away from the, the sitting there for hours if that's not where you want to be, mm. trying to do something else. And so it's a gentle way to come back into yourself after the three, five or ten minutes. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Now, you and I have not dished about this before, so I'm just going to kind of go out on a limb. I, I believe you probably have the same belief that I do, but I don't know. <laughs> I am passionate about relaxation, and I feel like it has been mischaracterized for a lot of people. And what I mean by that is when people say, I'm going to go home and relax, a lot of times it means I'm going to go home and binge watch Netflix with a pint of ice cream, yep. which is not relaxation. I'm jumping up and down right now. It is not relaxing to watch TV. That's distracting your mind by doing something else. Relaxation truly is breathing or silence or mindfulness in some way. And, and I feel like Americans, I know for sure, but I, I think a lot of the other <laughs> world, more of, more of the other world is, I'm saying like three things at the same time. Most of the world is easily distracted. I feel like Americans are probably some of the worst at being distracted and that we call our distraction mindfulness and often, and relaxing. And oftentimes it's not. Does that I, would, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think uh, we actively seek to turn off our brain, which is why we go and binge, binge watch and you're tired. So uh, you sit on a chair, you eat your ice cream and you watch something so you don't have to, you know, you can shut down your thoughts. Um, but a lot of people watch TV and then sit on their laptop or their phone. So they're not actually looking at the TV and they're not actually concentrating on their phone. So it's kind of, it, it confuses the brain somehow. Um, and, and that's always an interesting thing. I, I agree with you. Relaxation can be a walk. It can be lovely to go for a walk and listen for birds and listen for nature. And, and uh, it can also be just a little quiet time with yourself or a bath or something. Reading a book is still better than watching the TV, I think. And drawing, um, those colouring in books for adults is actually so relaxing. Doing a jigsaw, but being involved in that flow of doing something um, actively participating in something instead of turning off and and allowing input coming towards you I think is so much better for us mm. so I don't know about you but I love a good jigsaw I don't do them nearly often enough but I love a good jigsaw because I get really into it and I can't be thinking as much about what I have to do Wednesday and who I've got to meet and you know who's annoying me or whatever I I sit and I concentrate on 
jigsaw or the coloring in or, or, or doing something with my hands. For me, relaxation is very much, I'm an acupuncturist. I'm a body worker. Relaxation comes through my hands and everybody's got something different. But if you're going to do something, you should feel better as a result. When you watch TV and you're just sitting there and I get it, I, I have done it myself. Uh, you sit there and you just need to turn off. It's fine as long as you feel better as a result of having done that. So relaxation should be relaxing. You should feel better. Yes. I like that you said that. Such a simple statement, but so true. And yeah, you're right. Every Christmas we spread out, we clear the dishes and we put out this enormous jigsaw and everybody comes and we play and we talk and we interact and yeah, distracted by other things and we're all focused and it feels so good and connection i do like the uh, that idea of connection some people don't have the people to connect with and so they might like to do something by themselves but even stroking a cat or a dog is still relaxing um, but social connection for us as women is very important so actually finding that connection but don't always use alcohol because alcohol is a depressant do a jigsaw with a friend and talk and maybe have a glass of wine if that's what you want to do. But also don't, you know, just have some fun, laugh with somebody. You know, I, I think we need to change the way that we are um, sort of doing some things in the society at the moment. So going to dinner and looking at your phone when you're sitting across from somebody it's just not going to create that social connection for you. That is so good to lower loneliness, to help you get over um, any of the feelings that you have. You know, you get to talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this circles full circle to some of the things you said at the beginning with being okay with sometimes the awkward silence, the uncomfortable our phones are such a distraction. Even mm. if it's not the notification going bing, 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 when we have a pause in the conversation, what do we do? Oh, and we grab our phone and we start zooming in on it because it's awkward. So we use that phone. Yeah. And, that. and it, it's tough. And it's a tough one to break because people, big companies pay a lot of money to try and figure out ways to get your attention. And you can give your attention to them, but Equally, you can give your attention to people around you and pay something forward. Uh, go and talk to somebody that might also be lonely, you know. Uh, just trying to actually have physical connections with people doesn't need to be sexual. Just, no. talking, just talking and getting to know your neighbour. You know, there's a lots of different ways that you can relax mm -hmm. and that's certainly one of them. Oh, it is. And again, you know, not to be weird and not to be going and hugging strangers because we're all in charge of oh, our yeah. body. But hug yeah. is a very, it, you know, if you need some oxytocin, you need some good hugs. And yes. I'm a hugger. And obviously, I'm not going to go assault anybody that doesn't want to be assaulted. But I do have my circle of friends. <laughs> we hug each other and it feels so good. Oh, that's lovely. I'm in Britain and that's not done very often. When They're, no. they're not really huggers, um, I wouldn't say, as a natural uh, go-to. But actually, you're right. I think a hug is lovely. And that connection, that heart-to-heart -heart connection is quite a nice thing. And some people don't have people to hug and that's okay too. Go and accost a dog or a right. cat and because yeah. um, actually the stroking, um, uh, it's it, one of the tricks that you use in labor is stroking. Um, stroking increases oxytocin. So oh. the stroking of a cat or the stroking of a dog increases oxytocin. So oh. actually it's very good for you. Stroke a chair if you don't have an animal. Like That's it, so true. Get a you know, it, animal. <laughs> Yeah, get a stuffed animal. I mean, we're all weird, aren't we? So why not? You know, people are allowed to do whatever makes them feel good. Um, so, but yeah, I think that having just some nice things that feel nice, stroke your leg. It's quite nice to stroke your leg. You were saying before about your arm. Just yes. touch stuff, feel the sensations. We've got so many um, nerve endings in our hands that it's, it's lovely to just stop for a second and connect. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I have a whole practice in my book that's coming up on feeling everything and tasting things. We eat food at least three times a day, but how often do we taste it? 
Yes. And a lot of the times we're eating so fast to get on with the next thing that we don't do the mindful eating. I also, I have a session uh, in the libido series. I think it's a second session um, that is about the sensory awareness and you do eat something, but you, you have to feel it with your fingers and you hear the feeling of it and like the movement of it. And you, um, you do it with your eyes closed because you pick up different things in your senses when your eyes are closed. So mm. you smell, you do things, and then you look at it and see if it's what you think it is. Because sometimes, I, I, uh, I actually did it with a blueberry, and I have the idea of what a blueberry smells like, and actually it doesn't really smell. It's not until you chew it that you get the, the smell sensation, or at least oh. the blueberry I tried was phenomenal yeah really interesting so it's kind of like sometimes we just get some of this stuff or we don't even know it to start with but we've lost our curiosity and and we need to find that because curiosity is so good for us yes it is oh and now I'm thinking about I do a hypnosis like stage trick so to speak where you have an um, onion and you describe an apple and you describe the smell of an apple and then somebody sits there and eats the raw onion and they think it's an apple. So yes, that's yeah. a very powerful, yeah, it, suggestion is a very powerful thing. And you, that you can actually make yourself feel better by, mm -hmm. by that fake it till you make it. Like you talk yourself into being happy and well and you repeat it and, and you can make yourself believe it. That's part yeah. of the part of the trick, if you like, of gratefulness, you might be feeling terrible and had a terrible day, but if you can search for something to feel grateful for, even if it was somebody opening a door or um, it was uh, a conversation that you had, that tricks your mind into positive thinking. So instead of ruminating and, and persistent negative sort of um, spiral, you actually go towards something good. And it's, yeah. it is... It is a trick, but it's a trick that is researched by science to, to actually work and Absolutely. be very beneficial, very good for anxiety and depression, but you have to do it daily. You have to be specific. So you can't just say, I'm grateful for my mum. You have to be like, I'm grateful that my mum called me today and told me that, you know, something was going on or she loves me. You've got to be specific and it has to happen that day or or if you, if you want to do it at the end of the month, look at the previous month and see what's gone on. But you have to be specific and you have to be constant. Mm, absolutely. absolutely. The, better, the better you do it, the more practice you get, the better you get at it. Yes. Yes. I love that. So where can listeners download this app? How can they find out more about you, your blog, the app, all of that good stuff? So you can find us, uh, we're on the Apple and the, um, and the Google Play Store. We're, we're on both of those. You look up Clarity Mindfulness um, and you'll be able to find us. You can go to clarity.app. So it's a website, clarity.app. And uh, you can find out more information about Clarity. You can find out a bit about me. I'm release. I'm very lazy with releasing the blogs, and I need to do better. But yeah. I, I do have a bit of a blog, um, and all of our socials are Hey underscore Clarity. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can join the community, and you can email me through the contact page on Clarity if you wanted to ask any questions. Um, uh, we we talked through Instagram, so you can send me a message through Instagram, and I I reply. I don't have it on notifications. So I, it's, not, it's not a, an instant reply, but I look at it daily and I will always reply to you and, and uh, have a conversation with you and help where I can. Wonderful. And this is my little personal challenge to listeners out there. If you were listening to the show and thinking, yeah, but I have this really weird concern, reach out to her because if you have this really weird concern, I guarantee there's like a million more women out there or men with the exact same concern. And then she might be like, Ooh, I am creating a program on my app for you. And then you'll get a test market and then you're going to help the whole rest of the world. And we love super users. So we have people that are using the app uh, on a daily basis and they talk to us and they t give us feedback and help us create a better app. And I'm absolutely up for anybody. If you want to be a super user and you want to try and get into it daily, 
then contact me. I'll help you to try and get yourself into a, a daily routine and we'll, we'll support you through it and, um, yeah, hopefully make you feel better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Listeners, I'm going to put her information up on my show page. But if you're driving or putting on lotion and you can't write it down, you can always find me to Laura, L-O-R-A, at lauracheadle.com. Um, of course, you can also text me. I love it when people text me, 303 994 4945. And I will put um, the information on Clarity and Bex up on my website. So have a fantastic day. And as usual, don't forget to flaunt. Tune in next time to flaunt, build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host, Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7am and 7pm Eastern time on syndicated dream vision, seven radio network. Come release self judgment, reveal your naked self worth and re choreograph a life filled with joy. Flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more at lauracheadle.com. That's L O R A C H E A D L E.com. 